Last time on Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's them! We have a visual on the target! Corkscrew Tunnel, Section C. Main scenario, find stamp. Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett continue running down the metal tracks inside of the train tunnel. As a train flies past us on the other side of the median, we come into contact with the familiar floating drones that we know as slug rays. Using Cloud, we repeatedly cut and slash into slug ray A. The damage numbers are all over the place. 60, 37, 87, 59, 15. The slug ray hovers above us and begins a luminous blast in our direction. As a red beam homes in on us, we block by holding our huge sword in front of our bodies. Tifa and Barrett continue battling with the other two slug rays while we stagger the first. And then cut it into pieces. The group jointly takes out the second slug ray. Then focuses on the final one. We switch to Tifa. Pound the slug race with our fists. The and, we'll reach the and we gain 35 EXP to AP and 54 gil per slug ray. We look for the blue lights. We see yellow and red LED marker lights mounted on the tunnel walls. And those seem almost endless. As we engage another slug ray, a group of hellhounds leap out from a bay on our right. They're also joined by an elite grenadier from behind. The slug ray projects a flash of light, which sends us to the ground in pain. As a hellhound leaps at us, we decide to refresh ourselves with our abilities and spells. Cloud has blizzard and cure spells equipped. Now, if we hit right while selecting a spell, now that we have learned it, it will cycle to the upgraded version of it. Blizzard, which costs 4 MP, can be cycled to Blizzara, which costs 10 MP. And cure can now be cycled to Cura, Instead of wasting energy or resources, we decide to use our accessibility on Slug Ray A to see where it's vulnerable. I don't think we did that yet. Slug Ray. It's a compact sentry weapon manufactured by Shinra's Advanced Weaponry Division. Its gyroscopic control system enables the unit to track and engage intruders from the air at high speeds. Physical attacks rapidly fill its stagger gauge. If dealt a certain amount of physical damage while airborne, it will crash to the ground. 35 EXP per kill to AP and 54 gil. Weak to lightning and wind, there we go, makes sense. Immune to poison and sleep, makes sense. We stagger Slug Ray A and finish it off. Keep it together. Yeah, I'll do it 
Barrett now has 1030 out of 1853 HP, so we try our new spell, Cura. Kills him to full HP. Tifa finishes off the Elite Grenadier and we heal up. Finish off both guard dogs and square off with the final slug ray. It locks on its luminous blast to cloud, so we brace ourselves and block. It connects with our sword, but still eats away 75 HP. Forgot that we equipped Tifa with something wind related. Arrow. We switch to her, cast arrow on the slug ray, and down it goes. Just that easy. Nothing's gonna stop! <laughs> you would say that. <laughs> Past more traffic cones in the median, and we finally see what appears to be a slight change of scenery. A catwalk above us, which connects from one end of the tunnel to the other. As we run underneath it, we notice a staircase to our left, which leads up to it. Barrett notices the graffiti on the stone wall. It's of a dog, and he stands next to it. As we catch up, we see more graffiti at the bottom of the stairs next to a few dumpsters. This one says good luck in yellow bubble letters. We head up to the second platform on the metal staircase where Barrett is. It knows we trust. Good thing our colleagues put up all that stamp graffiti. Without it, we'd be lost for sure. The dog in the graffiti is well drawn. It appears to be a beagle type dog. Happy and wears a military style of helmet. It's standing on its hind legs with its nose pointing upward. The words catch me if you can are written behind it. We continue up the staircase and onto the catwalk. A few large critters quickly scuttle up to us. Were rats. They go down quick. Keep those gloves up. Sure thing, coach. Once they die, they dissipate into the same green particles which we've been seeing throughout the entire story. Kind of nice to have this view up here. See the trains passing below us. We look down onto another side of the catwalk. All kinds of creepy crawlies make themselves at home in the plate. Then get messed up even more by the Mako. Mako to this? No, not Mako. Shit. What? That black and white world of yours. You like it, huh? You know there's room for one more. Now think about it. Corkscrew Tunnel, Section D. Two antidotes in a chest. Below, on another platform, we see what appears to be very large insects feeding on something. As we descend another metal staircase, we notice thick, slimy webs covering the adjacent metal walls here. One blob of it is actually so thick it looks almost like a mural. We approach one of the things. Immediately, it strikes us with one of its pincer-like claws. It strikes us again as we attempt to assess it. This is called a grass strike. These are large insects that like dark, confined spaces. Usually encountered in tunnels in the plate interior, they ensnare their prey with sticky threads discharged from their mouth. Ice attacks rapidly fill their stagger gauge, aha, and they protect themselves with a barrier. 
when low on health or isolated. 1124 total HP, 53 XP, 3 AP, and 39 gil gained per kill. Items dropped, spider web. Rare items dropped, high potion. Stealable item, spider web. Weak to ice, number defeated, zero. Its claws are large, pincer-like. Must resemble those of a crab. We quickly defeat its were-rat companion so we can focus on it. The party has continued to take damage, and Cloud and Tifa are now at half health. We roll into a deadly dodge and strike it, but it seems that every time we do damage, we get staggered a little. We get into our preferred stance, Punisher mode. Counter, and take it down after a flurry of strikes. Barrett is now level 14. As we run past a slimy pile of large eggs, which are cocooned in webs, we see another chest in a corner. Two high potions. Before we ascend the next small metal stairway, we notice that the sticky webbing here is so thick that we cannot walk through it. We push triangle and stick our hand in it, slowly pulling away the slimy strands so we can enter the stairway. Up we go, then back down again, onto another metal platform, where we see more grass strikes. We initiate the attack with our deadly dodge roll. Then a series of heavy strikes from Cloud and Tifa together sends the first grass strike into pressure mode. As we finish it off, the second grass strike pierces Cloud in the back, health now in the red. We go into our spells and straight to Blizzard. It causes it to go into pressured mode immediately, and as soon as we strike, it goes down. We can't go on like this. The screen is slightly red and blurry because our health is at critical status. We cast Cura, and Cloud's health goes from the 300s to almost 1600. Web's just all over the place. In the corner, we peel back another layer of the gross webbing. Ugh down another staircase, and back onto the first level by the tracks. As we engage the first grass strike, we see one lurking in the background. Which is almost double the size. It also appears more fearsome than the others, and stands up in a threatening posture. Above it, there are what appears to be two large cocoons on the wall, which glow bright red. We take out the first grass strike, and the party focuses on the second. Tifa leaves the skirmish and boldly runs over to the queen to engage it. The queen casts royal webbing on us and wraps our arms tight to our body with a thin rope-like web. It gradually pulls us in, almost like a yo-yo. We switch to Barrett to see if we can use him to free Cloud from the webbing. As we switch, the queen spins around and pierces Cloud with its sharp tail and sends him to the ground with only half health. Opening fire on this queen grass strike does very little. How about a focused shot? Barely worth it. Tifa is now at half health, and we've done barely anything to the Queen's health. Time to assess with Cloud. Queen Grass Strike, the queen of a Grass Strike colony. As such, her duties include laying eggs and commanding her offspring in battle. Her main defense mechanism is the ability to spit sticky thread, with which she can trap her foes, we've seen that. Inflicting a certain amount of damage makes her susceptible to staggering. 5,245 total HP, 153 XP, 6 AP, and 14 gil gain per kill. Items dropped are the same as standard grass strike, and she too is also weak to ice. As mentioned, she is much taller and more formidable than the other grass strikes. Her long legs are serrated like a mantis, and she has a long razor-like mouth. In fact, her face is almost bird-like. We roll and cast Blizzard. Cloud extends his hand outward and freezes a patch of its back. We immediately knock off a quarter of its health and continue a barrage of strikes. As it lies on its side from the impact, gets back up and extends its back into an arch. Looks like it's ready to get some revenge. 
Cura on Cloud. We briefly turn our back, and it somehow managed to quickly get to the other side of the platform, an ideal position to attack. It casts Royal Webbing on Barret this time, and drags him in with a gruesome web rope. Fortunately this time Tifa sends it into pressured status, and we rush it, stagger it. Finish it off. Those things really out. A train's gonna get derailed by one of these days. Shinra should do something. After an accident, they will. When it's too late, then. Be damned if I'm going through that. Gotta look somewhere else. Cloud is now level 15. As we marvel at a pile of goose-soaked boxes, we cure up. In between two stacks of three-quarter plywood, we find an opening and peel back some webbing to get onto the next platform. Ah, a bench and a soda machine, but first, a chest. We obtain three tufts of Phoenix Down. Before we rest, let's see what's available to buy from the machine. Nothing out of the ordinary. So we clutch our sword and sit on the bench. The scene goes black. And transitions back to Cloud on the bench. HP and MP fully restored. Good. We head up another metal staircase and onto another long, thin catwalk, which spans across and above another metal platform. We see some officers using a flamethrower to burn something on the platform. How do we get such a shit detail? Screw it. Let's just give it a quick once over and call it a day. We go after the flame trooper first. We don't do much damage to him, and he manages to spray us with fire, enough to knock off 400 health. He aims at us again. Time to assess. Flame trooper. Troopers belonging to Shinra's public security division, equipped with flamethrowers that can target a wide area. They are used in monster extermination ops, or when the enemy must be thoroughly obliterated. Hitting these troopers in the back will eventually cause their fuel tank to blow and inflict significant damage. Nice. 1124 total HP, 51 EXP, 3 AP, and 59 kill gain per kill. Potions and high potions dropped, weak to fire. Lesser resistance, sword. Number defeated, zero. These guys look similar to the other officers, which we've been battling with. They're equipped with a rifle connected to a large tube spanning to a canister is strapped on their back. As Tifa and Barrett continue to battle the other officers, we roll behind him and strike at the canister on his back this time. Catches on fire, and his health dwindles as we pummel him with the flat of our blade. We sent him flying into the air and to his demise. Before sprinting over to the other officers, we quickly take down three of them. Tifa is tangling with another flame trooper, so we join. We try to flank him, but he's onto our strategy. 
three of us surround him, and he runs out of options. Tifa attacks from his flank, and the party jointly takes him down. Cloud cures up as a freight train passes by on the adjacent tracks. We notice a pile of metal boxes, strike, and obtain a Moogle medal. We check some of the other boxes lying around the platform and recover MP from Mako shards. Lots of construction materials lying around here. Tubes of heavy cast iron pipes, neatly stacked. Coils of heavy wire, and stacks of metal studs. We approach a metal gate at the end, which leads down onto the tracks again. Cross over the tracks, and head to a maintenance bay, where Tifa and Barrett stand in front of a map once again. There's an old rail yard not far from here. What we're looking for is somewhere inside. And that is... A secret passageway. The scene transitions back to Heidegger. We've compiled our report on Avalanche's combat capabilities and our... <clears throat> report, report, report. What good do you think a damn report will do anyone? I don't... Have you already forgotten the war with Wu-Tai? An enemy spared is an enemy who will repay your kindness with blood. We must crush them thoroughly and completely, without hesitation or mercy. Shinra cannot and will not settle for anything less. Will you? Heidegger shoves the officer. But, but sir... If so, I can only assume that you and your men no longer wish to serve in your current positions. Is that correct? The officer looks back at his subordinates then looks down. We'll prepare the prototype in Section E for immediate deployment. Right now, damn it! <laughs> another day, another victory! How do I do it? <laughs> Thank you for joining me.